0: Before we get going, I just have to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you to every single chiropractor who cares for children, to every single chiropractic assistant who props us up on a daily basis, and every single chiropractic patient who values what we do. It has been and continues to be an absolute honor to care for the folks in my community. If you are being turned on to our podcast by a friend or family member but are not under chiropractic care, my hope, My wish is that you find a chiropractor in your town and see what true principled chiropractic care can do for your children, for you, and for your family. This show is committed to engaging the docs who perform miracles in their offices to help better understand what we do and how you can benefit. For more information, please visit my clinic on the web at www.chirobeacon.com or call us from the continental U.S. at 805-481-1566. If we can't see you, we'll find you someone who can. Today's podcast is brought to you by our very good friends at Practice Evolution Prime. Practice Evolution Prime was created to bridge the gap from school to success. You can be successful, you should be successful, and being successful takes work. You have to gain the skills and foundation to be the sought after family chiropractor. Our goal is to create extraordinary family chiropractors This program is not easy. It will challenge you. It will push you. We choose to only work with doctors and students who are teachable, principled, and willing to work hard to improve their skills, practice, and their lives. If you are interested in learning more about this program or to apply, visit our website at pepprime.com or call the Practice Evolution Program at 801-281-1646. Hey everyone, and welcome to the kiddo cast for chiropractic families, the world's first and only podcast committed to normalizing complementary and alternative care, particularly chiropractic care for children by sharing the experiences of the doctors in the trenches. In our time together, we will talk with pillars in the alternative healthcare world to give you the tools you'll need to make positive change in the health of your children today. Simply put, We're here to change the trajectory of modern healthcare. I'm your host, Dr. Daniel Bronstein. I'm a pediatric and family chiropractor certified by the Academy Council of Chiropractic Pediatrics and the director of the Beacon Clinic of Chiropractic in beautiful Grover Beach, California. Today, we have my friend, my colleague, my mentor, Dr. Ogie Russell. Dr. Ogi is a practice coach, a researcher, and clinician. He has published five original research papers. He is also an international lecturer, a pediatric and x-ray specialist, a husband, and a father to three wonderful, unvaccinated, unsubluxated, well-adjusted kids. He is also a prolific writer, and his book, Kids First, Health With No Interference, How to Raise a Healthy Child Outside the Medical Model has been a big hit with parents in Canada, the US, and overseas, and has just been re-released. It was Dr. Ogie and Dr. Larry Webster who started the whole pediatric awareness and movement on the planet. When it comes to kids, he has no equal. He has twice been nominated for the Canadian Chiropractor of the Year Award and has designed the cervical and lumbar degeneration charts many doctors have hanging in their offices. He lives with his loving wife Leslie in Burlington, Ontario, close to Niagara Falls amidst some 50 wineries. Hey, Dr. Ogie, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you, Dan. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm really, really excited to have you on. Uh, you were one of the first people that came to my mind when we started this whole thing because you have probably the most diverse experience in the world of pediatric chiropractic uh, than anybody else that I know. Um, your experience is, is vast, and I think our listeners, uh, particularly our parents, um, need to hear from you. So, you know, the first thing that I I have to ask is, you know, how, how did you get into chiropractic in the first place?
1: Well, this is a, this is a a really, some, sometimes an embarrassing story, but I was uh, destined, I thought, to be a dentist. And the reason is simply because I thought my mother wanted, wanted to be one. And so, of course, most kids follow their parents. And so I went to university and uh, did all the pre-dental and pre-medical courses. And then one day I met a girl and uh, we only had a, number of, a small number of dates, but uh, we became fairly close. And one day she stood me up on our date. And so I phoned that night to find out what happened. And she said, well, I, I, I forgot I had a doctor's appointment. So, of course, I asked, well, what was wrong with you? And she said, well, I have scoliosis. And I said, what? I never heard of the word and uh i said are you seeing a specialist or something and she said no i'm seeing a chiropractor and uh, of course that word i never heard of either so i said well what is that I says, "Well, he's a doctor uh who checks the spine on a regular basis and i said well how, how does he do that he says well he has me walking uh up and down the hallway in my underwear and watches the way i walk and in all fairness I, here i am 25 years old and i thought this is an awesome job i love this <laughs> And and it was that moment that ended my search for for being a dentist. That was the end of it. And so I remember uh, that weekend driving home uh, to visit my parents. I'm driving along the lake, in my sports car, top-down, beautiful weather. And I noticed uh, a chiropractor mowing his lawn outside his home office. So I drove up his driveway and hopped out, introduced myself, and... uh, I have to say he was amazing he spent six hours with me then uh, explaining what what we do and how we do it and I, I became so incredibly bloody excited about this this new field that I've, I had not, no idea about and so I have to say I applied to the college and uh, I had a four-year uh, Bachelor of Science degree this is back in 1972 when uh, you could get into medical school and chiropractic school uh, from grade school I believe and So anyway, I had a I had a degree and uh, and uh, of course the school accepted me immediately And I as a matter of fact, I remember a funny episode because I remember sitting in front of the examining board uh, or the, the admissions board and they, um, uh, the examiner took a hair out of his head and put it on a glass table and put a piece of foolscap on top and um, asked me to feel the human hair through p- two pieces of paper, which was average. And that was no different. I was, I was average. I was able to feel it. I thought you have to be kidding me. But anyway, I did. And, uh, uh, I te- checked myself four years later when I was about to graduate and I could feel it through about a hundred pages. And I thought, wow, that's pretty amazing. And I I'm, I'm sure most, most of us can do that now. Most chiropractors can do this. So that's kind of what started my journey. And I, I, I just been on fire ever since. And uh, the reason I'm so excited about kids really is because my parents uh, owned uh, one of the largest daycare centers in Canada. And, of course, I've been raised with kids all my life. And so it was just a natural progression. I've I've developed a really good way of dealing with children. And so that was how it all took place in a very short...
0: Um, Your story in particular, it's... um... It's interesting because it's very similar to the way that a lot of us get into chiropractic in the first place. You know, we, we have, a, have an experience where we know we want to help people, but we don't exactly know where that's going to lead, right? And then we have an experience with chiropractic or with another chiropractor where we realize that <laughs> what we thought we know about chiropractic uh, isn't really the truth, Right. Chiropractic exactly. care, it's, it's very much about, at its core, about helping people, right? We want to help people. I with, with your experience, you know, and with you helping kids, you know, I, I think my story and a lot of the stories that we hear on the show are very similar um, in that we just, we love helping kids first. Chiropractic becomes one of the tools in our toolbox to help these kids express themselves at their uh, at at their greatest potential. And your story with your parents in the daycare, um, it's it's important uh, because it it shows really that, you know, you started from a place of really liking, uh, just really enjoying, feeling very um, fulfilled by helping these children to a different level. The question as well. Yeah. I mean, the question that I have for you beyond that is, why do you feel, I mean, this is a loaded question, but why do you feel the kids that you were seeing needed you, right? Because most of the parents that are listening are pretty conscientious. You know, they have a pediatrician, they have all their other specialists, their teachers, uh, their mentors, but why do they need you as a chiropractor?
1: Well, what we offer, uh, Dan, as you well know, is, is, a, is a different approach to helping people because we don't, uh, we don't pollute the body with any chemicals. Uh, it's not part of our psyche. It's not part of our philosophy of practice. Uh, and we have a saying, we don't put anything into the body and we don't take anything out. I have no spare parts department in my office when I was in practice. And, I mean, I used to joke with patients over this. Um, but you know there's a there's a personal i guess there's a personal gratification that that i have uh and i was just speaking for myself uh although i think it applies to to many uh or most of us there's a personal gratification that i have in in, in helping a child with a problem uh and let's say their parents have been everywhere else for help and i know you've experienced the same thing many many times uh and and, and it, i think this is one of the things that that, uh, that drove me. I thought, wow, this is an this is an incredible profession. And this is at the very beginning of my career, when I was just beginning to learn uh, about the scope of, of what chiropractic can really do for for children. And so um, I I think that's that probably is the driving force between most of us to be able to to take a child who's really ill with something and actually and turn them around.
0: I, I think you know, th- th- that's really, really important. We should stop and we should talk about this because in my practice, as you well know, you know, a good percentage of the children that I see are, are, are showing up with cognitive delays. Um, we have some significant neurological issues that we have to hash out. And the really scary part about this situation is that other than what we do in my office, there really aren't a lot of other options for these kids. Right. No. Parents come to us hat in hand, uh, without any real understanding of what's happening. Nobody's been able to give them any clarity or certainty, um, and and furthermore, really because there aren't a lot of so-called drugs, right, to treat these problems because these problems are not treatable by drugs. Uh, there, these children are not getting any relief, and so in in our practices. Uh, it's it's really about, it's investigating what the root cause is of a lot of these problems. And instead of adding things, it's about removing garbage, right? right? It's about removing all of that terrible oxidative stress that has occurred in these kids' cases. And by the way, it's getting worse. This generation of children is by far... Uh, the sickest generation i think that we've seen uh, up until this point and i think you could even say that when you first got into private practice the kids you were seeing were sicker than they've ever been before um mm. you know from your perspective why why do you think that is
1: well you know i'm glad you mentioned this dan because you know when i when i think back of, over my career uh as a practitioner i'm thinking that at, at you know later your year, number of years ago i really didn't see an awful lot of cognitive issues with children not the way it is a lot of the spectrum disorders have been invented the last 15-20 years uh, but before that I mean I, pra- I started my practice in 1976 and at that time I really didn't see two you know all that many kids with autism it was mostly unheard of now it seems to be incredibly prevalent and I mean there, I've, I've got my own theories on that as you do um, but Uh, what you said is absolutely true. Um, We see sicker kids now than we did a generation ago. A generation from now, we'll see other sick kids.
0: So, and and I think this is really important as well to stop and say this, that, you know, parents who are listening, it's not in your head, right? It is absolutely happening. It's absolutely happening. And we have a lot of good data to support what is is occurring in our culture. Um, You know, I, I think... As chiropractors, we have the benefit of being able to be on the front lines of really identifying these, these traumas, these toxicities, because we tend to think outside the box, right? Um, you know, as Dr. Well, for that. I'm sorry, go ahead one more time.
1: Yeah, I was like, we're, we're known for that.
0: Right. That's, that's what makes chiropractic so special, and that's also contra- uh, uh, consequently why we see so many miracles or so-called miracles in our practices because we're able to see things for what they are. You know, seeing a young baby um, is an interesting uh, is an interesting experience. You know, I remember the first time that I first adjusted a newborn. Um, it was certainly a scary experience, but uh, you know, doing it under the supervision of another doctor who had been doing it for many, many years, who's very well trained, uh, and then seeing those results, seeing this child who was not thriving, not gaining weight, not feeding, um, and making a gentle adjustment to the upper cervical spine, allowing the nervous system to work the way that it's supposed to, and then seeing that life click on, uh, I'll never forget it, you know? Yeah. I, I, I and mean, it's almost overnight. It, 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 almost instantly in these young kids, right? Uh, you know, that's why I love taking care of kids in my practice. I'm sure you were the same way when you were still in practice. The best part about oh. taking care of children is that it's so easy to do. Even with really this, the very, very sick kids that we see in our practice, we get so much of, of a better, uh, more, uh, more quick, more efficacious result uh, than we would with adults who have had 50, 60, sometimes 70 years of, of oxidative damage to their spines and nervous systems. Um, Doc... I know when you were in practice, a large part of your of your experience was in uh, in removing interference uh, to the gastrointestinal tract. Right. Right. I know that hearing you talk, you've done a lot of work and you've helped a lot of people with Crohn's and colitis, um, but not by treating the disease. Right. Um could could we you sh- do that. Yeah, of course. Chiropractors don't treat disease, right? We treat or uh, uh, we we address the underlying causes of a lot of these things. Could you could you share a little bit of your experience with regards to
1: gastrointestinal issues? Well, I mean, I've seen a number, I mean, I going back it it's been thousands of of, of cases that I've had with uh, uh, mostly terminal patients because most most patients that come in to see me I came to see me at that time I have been to every specialist that you can imagine and I was the last resort and uh, I have to say I've probably seen about I don't know maybe five six maybe even 10,000 cases of, of this uh, in my lifetime and uh, I, I found that by removing the interference to the nervous system that controls bowel function, bowel function can be normalized and the body begins to heal. And, and the thing that, that really is, is, I guess, very basic to that is that I think it's important for, for parents to understand, especially with kids, is that uh, the, the cells in the bowel uh, die every day old cells die and new ones uh, are being regenerated and they, you know, they, they, they grow and so on. And it's a continuous replacement process. And one of the things that I found, especially with Crohn's disease, is that the old cells die, but they're not necessarily being replaced. And so the bowel literally begins to fall apart. You get strictures and and, and fibrous tissue adhesions and so on and so forth and we found by by adjusting the spine and removing the interference to the nervous system which is the thing that actually controls the way the body functions uh this thing the, the bowel function can be normalized and people become healthy and i have seen i've seen this happen uh in, in, even after the first adjustment it, it's really to me it's like a miracle
0: right this is you know, it's obviously these cases that you're describing are very, very extreme cases, but they're not uncommon in our practices. you know no. you were saying that you know you see patients who have been everywhere
1: right. and then
0: they ended up in your office because they had nothing to lose and it's funny because we all feel that way. We all see those types of cases. You know one of the main aims of this of this podcast is I think to provide this information to parents, Before it gets to that point. But with GI issues in particular, you're right. You know, we see that end stage Crohn's. We see a lot of IBS that goes undiagnosed. I mean, even in young babies, like most common thing that we see in our practices with young babies is what? It's colic, right? It's constipation, it's colic, it's gas, it's acid reflux, it's GI disturbances with these kids because they're born with a ton of trauma that affects their nervous system, it affects their gut biome, it affects everything. And in a young baby, there's basically three programs, sleep, poop and eat. And if they're not doing one of those things, that's a real big problem. You. Right. I mean we joke almost in our office now that pooping is Pavlovian in our offices because after kids come in <laughs> and they get checked and adjusted, after a while they'll poop as they walk through the door because they're used to being uh, in, in the office and that's what they do, right? And so uh, you know, I think it's important for parents to realize that that chiropractic, as Doctor Ogi said, is is really about addressing the root cause.
1: He but, made it very but, yeah. Sorry, Dan, but the other thing I just want to add to that is that when, when kids uh, uh, come into the office, they're also born very often with a subluxation from the process of birth, period, right. the, the trauma of birth. Right. And so now you have a problem with the aspect of the nervous system that, that controls bowel function. And so if, that, if that's not normalized, then this child carries this on for, the, for, for life. And so those are the kind of cases we, you and I both see.
0: And not only does it, do they carry it for life, but it worsens throughout their lifetimes, right, Doc?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, totally.
0: You know, that, that's a good segue. So let me ask you this. Having seen the tens of thousands of patients, probably hundreds of thousands of patients that you've seen in your lifetime, in your career, why do you think birth, which is an innate human activity, has become so traumatic for the baby over the past, uh, I mean, say 100 years?
1: I think I think without pointing fingers, but I just think that now birth the birth process has become very mechanized. It's become a procedure. and and I think medicine generally tends to look at it in terms of a sickness rather than a very normal part of human human life. I mean, it is. It's a very basic part of us being human beings to reproduce and to deliver our babies and I think there's so much interference to in that process with uh, c-sections and, 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 uh, and uh, all, the, all the procedures that organized medicine has in, in, uh, in the hospital, let's say. And it was never, birth was never designed to, look, to be looked upon as a disease process. It's a very natural process that's been going on since the beginning of time hmm. for us. And I think that's probably the reason.
0: Yeah, I, y- you know, obviously, the way that I practice, Doc, but you know, the first thing that we talk about with our patients when they walk through the door is that you're built to do this, right? right. You're built to do this. Your body is not so poorly designed that it starts to malfunction the day that you're born. You know, James Chestnut, who is a big mentor to me when I was coming through chiropractic college, used to say that the traditional view of dis-ease was that <laughs> we were just afflicted with bad genes and bad luck. Right? That's what that's what the medical profession, I think the mainstream medical profession in the culture in North America would want us to believe. Right. In reality, that's not how it is. There's always a cause for underlying dis-ease. And most of the time, it's because the body is incapable of healing from the top down, inside out. Would you agree?
1: Right. I do.
0: Right. With pregnancy, it's the same thing. I was just talking to another colleague of mine who, um, you know, who... Uh, sent me a a mom who's pregnant <clears throat> at 40 weeks, second pregnancy, and I just I I love it when when folks send me uh, moms at at 40 weeks, uh, hashtag sarcasm, uh, because <laughs> it, it's 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 fairly challenging right to to mm-hmm. to repair or help that mom repair patterns and habits that have been there through her entire pregnancy and often predate their pregnancy right, but even even in this case. This mom had been told that her pelvic pain was just something that she was gonna have to deal with, right? It was just something she was gonna have to deal with, and that's just the normal part of pregnancy. And, you know, after we started examining. I'm sorry?
1: It's normal, right? Yeah, well,
0: it's normal, right? Yeah, exactly. And we talk about the difference between normal and common, right? Normal is okay, common probably is not okay. Uh, but yeah, in this in this woman's case, you know, the the problem had been that that her doctors and her health uh, uh, health workers had been missing long standing pelvic distortions that predate even her previous pregnancy, which were coming to a head at this critical juncture as she was starting to go into labor. That manifested at pe- as pelvic pain. So the pain right. itself was not the problem. It was the pelvic distortion that was the problem and it's all too common it's the number one cause of abnormal progression of labor in uh, in our in our deliveries yeah doc i agree it, would you would you mind talking a little bit about about pelvic distortion uh, that you know that term was was really coined by you i'd never heard it before until i started studying and working with you um i'd be interested to hear some of your thoughts and i think our listeners would as well
1: well, it's it's a it's, a, it's a, based on a research study that I've done in my office for I think about fifteen to twenty years, and I've noticed certain patterns. And I've noticed these patterns actually started with children. And if uh, for those listeners who are lay lay, uh, lay uh, people and parents, if uh, if just in your mind's eye, if you could just imagine your child standing straight with your with their back to you. You're, in other words, you're standing behind them. And if you were to put your your hands on both sides of the pelvis, so that your thumbs point towards their tailbone, just so to to get an idea, if you then ask uh, your child then to raise their leg, uh, let's say the right the right leg for an example, uh, you will notice that your hand, which is on top of the of their right right hip, if you like, will actually move. And if they put their leg down, uh, it will also move. If they, if you then ask them to lift their left leg, it should also move. So, in other words, what I'm trying to say is that uh, both sides of the pelvis work like a gyroscope. In other words, one side works 50 percent, the other side works 50 percent, and I'm explaining this thing in lay terms, Dan. Uh, and together, you add the two, you have 100 percent perfect movement what i found in most cases is that the left side generally does not work very well with children almost 100 percent of the time and the right side has to take up the slack so instead of both working 50 50 the left side is working zero and the right side is working 100 percent. so overcompensating and that leads to what we call pelvic distortion and i think most... i remember
0: you saying one time doc that it occurs in the left side in kids something like 95 percent of the time that's that's what the data says right
1: yeah, 96. 96. 96% of the time, yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible, it's in, incredibly high. And I think the reason for that is because the, the both sides of the hips, when the baby is, being, is, is maturing one year, two years, the, both sides of the hips don't quite, quite become functional at the same time. One becomes functional faster or earlier than the other. And I think it just takes up the slack. So I, I think it's a matter of the body being a little bit lazy and i think that's but but anyway nevertheless it creates a, a host of of challenges which lie more or less dormant until that that child now is an adult and has children of her own and of course the stress uh, on the body of, of uh, a baby being delivered is fairly stressful on the body uh um, the 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 both sides of the hips have to separate to allow the head to descend through the birth canal and so on and so forth. And I think all that plus the fact that you're carrying the baby, uh, through pregnancy through nine, almost 10 months of pregnancy, um, just adds to stress and uh, it it then manifests itself as a, as a problem that has been there since the baby was two years old, let's say.
0: Right. And this is why, you know, chiropractors, especially chiropractors like myself, chiropractors like Dr. Ogi and a lot of our previous guests, um, are so adamant about making sure that babies are being checked by qualified pediatric chiropractors as soon as possible after they're born, right? Uh, um, I agree. You know, I think the through line here, the, the basic theme, you know, about what we're talking about is that the body has a way of habitualizing uh, movement, uh, about habitualizing alignment, uh, because the nervous system, it remembers these things. Right?
1: Yeah. But the, the, the body learns. It, it learns patterns and acquires habits to try to handle a situation that is not, that it cannot correct on its own. Correct.
0: It adapts, as That's you're saying, right? right. It adapts That's... and adapts and adapts until it can't adapt anymore, right? Right. You know, it's, it, it, it's, it's one of those things where if we can get to it right at the inception point, right, we know that we can make corrections, course corrections, to those potentially devastating habits right off the get-go, as opposed to waiting for years and years and years for these things to accumulate and then cause problems. You know, it's funny. I, I was joking with another patient in my office yesterday that the majority of my practice is women and kids, right? Because... Mine too. Right. Well, and there's a reason for that, right? Because men, you and I, only go to the doctor typically when we have body parts falling off, right? Right. <laughs> and... Uh, you know, women, women and children. Um, you know, That's not cool. not to make a gross generalization, but but generally, I find that that women tend to be a little bit more um, well connected, right? They tend to be more connected. Certainly, I think uh, through a biological directive to uh, to to take care of their children uh, more proactively. Not to say that dads don't. Um, obviously, I'm a dad. You're a dad. But I find that. I find that the, the women that I see in my practice tend to be more proactive about their health. And when we shoot x-rays, for example, on women when they're not pregnant, their spines tend to generally be a little bit better looking. Um, one of the things, and this is, this is a segue from what we talked about before with regards to old habits, is that when I look at x-rays, degenerative change on x-ray uh, is generally uh, believed to be genetic or age-related, Right. Yes, Okay. For years. <laughs> right, right, right. It just, you know what? Bad luck, bad genes, sucks for oh, you, right? Yeah, so I have tons of patients, as I'm sure you have, uh, when you were in practice, that would come through the door that would have arthritis, quote-unquote, in their spines. And my right. doctor said, there's nothing I can do about it because it's just age-related, right? And the men that I would see would have, you know, uh, phase two, phase three, phase four degenerative change in change in their spine, which literally goes all the way back to probably their time in utero right they were they were subluxated they were having major juxtapositional or alignment errors or movement errors in their spine caused by um, by by stress in utero trauma in utero or even trauma in the process of being born that was contributing to the snowball effect uh, that uh, came to a head uh, when they came into my office you know 50 60 years later I know you know that, that, that uh, degenerative change, that so-called arthritis in the spine is not only, uh, not age related. Um, it's use related, but it's also reversible, right?
1: Right. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. So it. Mm-hmm.
0: When, when we talk about this, when we talk about checking kids, when we talk about checking, uh, checking, um, young adults as soon as possible, um, that's ultimately what we're trying to prevent. But even when we see our adults, uh, this this phenomenon, which has been told that it's just sorry, it's bad luck You're gonna have to deal with it and you're gonna have to take meds uh, is reversible Could you could you share a little bit about that research paper that you were uh, that you published and, and what that means for the future of chiropractic care? Well,
1: I, the, I, I I've noticed trends years ago when I first started my practice. I began to notice trends and, I, and I, um, I, one of the things I would do in my office, Dan, and, and you do the same thing, of course, we would do regular progress exams. And I started noticing uh, with patients that, that things actually began to show a positive change on x-rays after a period of time under care. And I, I thought, no, I, I, I'm seeing things because I learned, of course, this is impossible to do. You see, so I, I started cataloging this and over a period of time, I wrote a paper on it, actually a couple of them, and we found uh, that arthritis can actually be reversed. Now, the reason I say that is because I found that arthritis in just about every case is secondary to a subluxation of the spine. In other words, if a, if a, if a patient has a subluxation of the spine, if it's not taken care of, then the body learns to adapt and, and, and handle it on its own. And the body begins to lay down calcium deposits, discs begin to degenerate. And, and I, I think our listeners probably have heard of this. And you start to get a process that tends to go through a number of different stages, ultimately culminating in in uh, traditionally what, what is called as fusion. In other words, you, you're not moving. That's it. It's, it's the end of, of the process. So. Um, understanding that that cycle if we can catch uh kids uh when they first have a subluxation for instance could it be from birth could be from uh, some other some other thing that may have happened to them but if we can catch these uh, children early most of the stuff can be eliminated very very easily and i thought well that makes so much bloody sense however I remember a joke, one of my patients came into the office once and said, said this to me. He says, you know, I went to see my doctor and he said, uh, and I told him, you know, my knee is really sore. And, uh, and, and he says, I got arthritis. And I said to him, uh, well, doc, but the other knee the same age. Ain't nothing wrong with it. <laughs> and he didn't know what to say <laughs> Cause he told me, well, it's rage-related. You have to deal with those things. See? So that's the traditional medical thinking of this. And, and I find that uh, our profession... Our thinking is so much more forward when it comes and it's very proactive and I love that concept about what we do because we can, we can take a child and we can predict if they have a subluxation we can predict this is what's going to happen to them 20 years down the road but once they're adjusted we can also predict what will happen because of the fact that they have seen a chiropractor and I think that's absolutely fabulous
0: that's that's a really good message to go out on, Doc. I, I think, I think it's 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 funny because when I talk to patients, uh, well, I mean, when I talk to new patients, that is, and I talk to folks out in the community who have not exactly been exposed to what we do yet, um, you know, the mindset is, you know, you go to a chiropractor when your back hurts, right? You go to a right. chiropractor when Did your back you? hurts. You get a crack, you feel better. Come back when your back hurts again. And in reality you know, yeah, chiropractic care helps with back pain, no doubt about it. We've got tons of good data to support that. But, you know, I, I, I use an analogy quite frequently when I talk in public that seeing a chiropractor for your back hurting is kind of like going to the gas station for the coffee, right? You know, it's, it's, it's a good point. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, it, you know, it's funny, because, it's a side effect. The pain relief is a side effect of this, this sort of long-term or more um, comprehensive understanding that the nervous system is a creature of habit. It adapts to its environment based on the inputs that you give it, right? And so even just simply put, right, if we have 14-year-olds in high school classes who are texting all day long, we've got terrible posture, who have sports injuries and accidents, uh, it's not surprising that when we look at their x-rays, we see the beginnings of degenerative change, right? We see we see significant changes in our young kids now because of their lifestyles. We see significant changes in our adults because of their lifestyles when they were younger. It's all about habit, it's all about adaptation. If we give the body good things in, then the body will will have good output, right? But if we give bad things to the body, the nervous system and the immune system and all the other associated systems in the body will react, the best they can until they can't react anymore, right? Hans Selye talked about this in the 1960s when he was describing stress, right? He said that there are right. four stages to adaptability. Adaptation, alarm. I'm sorry, alarm, adaptation, fatigue, and death. And all of us go through that same sequelae of events. And quite frankly, the majority of the adult patients that I see are right there at the fatigue cusp, right? Mm-hmm. They've already been through alarm. They've already been through adaptation. And fatigue is the final straw. So reversing all that... While it's very challenging, it's absolutely doable. And the sooner that we get to it, the better. And let me tell you something, guys. Chiropractors are the only people on the planet who are trained extensively to look for this type of thing. So, hey, Doc, do you have anything to say to our listeners on the way out?
1: Well, the only thing I I would say is that not all chiropractors are equal. And uh, for those who are listening, if you are thinking of uh, taking your child to a chiropractor, and I, and I would really urge you strongly to do that, I would seek out a doctor who is actually versed in seeing children, who's, who has, is certified uh, to see kids, because all chiropractors will see children, but there are only a, a, a special number that are actually uh, tra- well, well-trained uh to actually um, be able to see them uh, professionally so i would uh, you know um, and i i would hate i don't want to leave uh, our our listeners with the idea that chiropractors aren't qualified to do that because they absolutely are but uh i would like to leave them all with the idea that they should seek a chiropractor who's actually trained in seeing kids
0: every chiropractor has a niche. We all have specialty training. There are chiropractors that are great with sports injuries. There are chiropractors that are great with pregnancy. There are chiropractors that are great with, with acute back rehab, right? There are chiropractors that are trained to see children. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think what Dr. Ogi is really saying is, you know, when you see a chiropractor, see the chiropractor that's right for you and for your family. Mm -hmm. Um, for, for anybody who's interested, who needs more information, uh, you can feel free to call our office at 805-481-1566. If you're not in our area, we're happy to find your referral. Um, and, uh, and share the love, spread the word about this podcast. Dr. Ogi, thank you so much for spending the time with me this morning and sharing your story. Um, <laughs> I think we're gonna need to do this again. We need, to, we need to spend more time talking about your history and letting people know you know, how things, uh, how things have worked in your career. I'm Um, here. All right, talk until next time. Thanks a lot.
1: All right, take care. Thank you, Dan. Got it.